Managing your law practice can be challenging. Marketing, time management, attracting clients, and all the things besides the cases that you need to do that aren't billable. Welcome to this edition of the Unbillable Hour, the Law Practice Advisory Podcast. This is where you'll get the information you need from expert guests and host Christopher Anderson, here on Legal Talk Network. Welcome to the Unbillable Hour. I am your host, Christopher Anderson, and today's episode is about client acquisition. And I wrote down in my notes, yay, because it's been a while since we've done a marketing or sales type show. Um, and you know, when we do, the crowd goes wild because these are our most popular shows. I keep telling you it shouldn't be. You should really focus on listening to the other ones. But these are the most popular shows, and I hope you will listen carefully today because there's a reason that the marketing shows are so popular and remain so popular. And the general reason is because you just don't follow the advice on them. And uh, the advice today, I'm really excited about. And if you listen and kind of follow what we're going to be talking about today, it will help your marketing. It's so great you know, to be able to, to, to look at what you can change and how you can improve the results without spending more money, without spending more time and uh, just really doing more with what you've got. So the show title, I'm sorry, is It's Not About the Leads, It's What You Do With Them. My guest is Cara Pryor. She's president of James Publishing and co-founder of its Marketing Amplifier program, and we'll talk a little bit about that too. But before we get started, it is time to do a little business. And to do that, what we like to do is say thank you to the sponsors that make this show possible. Alert Communications. If any law firm is looking for call, intake, or retainer services available 24-7-365, just call 866-827-5568. Scorpion is the leading provider of marketing solutions for the legal industry. With nearly 20 years of experience serving attorneys, Scorpion can help you grow your practice. Learn more at scorpionlegal.com. Law Clerk, where attorneys go to hire freelance lawyers. Visit lawclerk.legal to learn how to increase your productivity and your profits by working with talented freelance lawyers. LawYaw provides end-to-end document automation for solo, small, and mid-sized practices. Save time and avoid mistakes with documents that you draft over and over again. Learn more at lawyaw.com, and that's L-A-W-Y-A-W.com. And today's episode of the Unbillable Hour is it's not about the leads, it's what you do with them. And once again, I am pleased to introduce my guest, Cara Pryor. Cara has a rich marketing and writing background. She's worked for several newspapers, managed Entrepreneur Magazine's 100,000 member social network before she joined James Publishing seven years ago. And now she's the president of James Publishing and co-founder of the Marketing Amplifier Program. She spends most of her time talking to lawyers about how to maximize their marketing ROI, which for me is just, I love that because what most marketing executives and marketing companies do is figure out how to maximize their clients' spend. There she's focused on the marketing ROI, which is just that's why she's on the show. Cara is also the uh, co-author of the 145-page book, How Small Law Firms Can Obtain More Referrals, because as we all know, that's the best client acquisition path there is. She lives with her husband, two young boys in Huntington Beach, California. Cara, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Christopher. I really appreciate it. I'm excited to be here. 
I am excited to have you on. Now, I'm notorious for giving terrible introductions, seeing as you wrote that one. Um, it wasn't as bad as many. But I want to go a little bit deeper before we get started, just so the audience, uh, the listeners can understand kind of where you're coming from. Why do you come at this differently? So how did you get into marketing and how did you get come into being the president of James Publishing? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for asking. So that wasn't yeah. that wasn't a terrible intro. I appreciate it. But I would love to to give a little bit of additional insight. So I was actually a professional journalist for 10 years. I primarily focused on business journalism. So sort of the startup and small business space, obviously working for entrepreneur, part of my role there. I traveled around the country and interviewed some of the top startups, uh, startup founders. And that it was so I, I was just so taken with, you know, the way that they approached marketing, the way that they they really approached growth from a very kind of bootstrapped in some, you know, in some ways sort of guerrilla marketing way that, you know, it really, really kind of strengthened my interest in, in mm -hmm. marketing and, and, you know, the the creative and kind of out of the box ways that some of these startups you know, that were sometimes launched in the basement. Uh, you know, specifically, I, I was talking to Jack Dorsey. He's the co-founder of Twitter. Right, yeah. It was it was soon after he launched Square. And, you know, hearing those stories and hearing really the path, right? It's not always overnight success. It's never overnight success, really. Hardly ever, right? And Well, it is, it is after the first 10 years of hard yeah, work. Exactly. Exactly. And that's sometimes hard to remember. Or, you know, we sometimes look at, at you know, these uber successful entrepreneurs and think, wow, like it must have been easy. How did they do that? But um, kind of pulling, you know, pulling back the curtain, learning more about their marketing and their growth strategies. That's really what you know, kind of pulled me into to the marketing sphere. As you mentioned, uh, I've been with James Publishing for seven years, almost yeah. eight years now. We've been publishing legal guides for attorneys for nearly 40 years. So, you know, I was really, really interested in the legal space and working with attorneys. I saw so much opportunity there. You know, there were so many sort of you know, proven marketing techniques and tactics in other industries that just really weren't being adopted in the legal space. Now I, I run the company with alongside uh, founder of James Publishing, Jim Powell. We worked together to really launch this marketing amplifier system that we developed based on kind of the common marketing gaps we see in law firms marketing today. Again, focusing on how do we maximize that ROI? How do we maximize the return on that ever so precious marketing budget that law firms are, you know, are, are kind of putting out there and spending? Um, and, and a lot of times it's, it's a lot simpler than, than you might think. So. Yeah. And, and, you know, again, it's where the thinking needs to be. The, the mantra that, we hear, you know, I'm, I go around the country, I'm talking to lawyers all over the country about every aspect of their business, including client acquisition. And the mantra with client acquisition is always more leads, more leads, more leads. It's what the marketing companies, not all of them, there are some great ones out there that focus better, but not, some, many of them are selling more leads. You want more money? Yeah. Well, we'll get you more leads. You want more leads? Yeah. And that's kind of the, the extent of the conversation. And there's a reason for that. It's because it's what the lawyers want to buy. They want to buy more leads. They think that's the answer. So let me ask you, rather than hopping on my own high horse, which is pretty high, is that what they really need? Do most lawyers really need more leads? 
The simple answer is no. Leads are a critical foundation, right? I mean, if you if you don't have a steady lead flow, you obviously need, that's the foundation. You need to be generating yep. leads. You need to be driving traffic to your website. You know, you need to be doing these things. But the vast majority of the attorneys that I speak with, they do have that in place, right? They're investing in, you know, organic SEO. They're investing in, in pay-per-click, maybe TV ads. Maybe, you know, they're doing some radio. They're getting inquiries, but... The real opportunity, the low-hanging fruit, you know, I'm talking about opportunity that will not cost you any more money is how are you handling those leads that are coming in, right? How are you getting the most out of it? How are you nurturing them? What's your follow-up like? And, you know, we'll get into some of those specific practical, you know, tips, but nine times out of 10, it's, it's, you know, get more out of what you're already getting. Super. So like, I think one of the first steps to that, and I think the one that a lot of lawyers struggle with, and I have struggled with in the past. And it's becoming, to me, it's becoming harder, which is in a world where there are lots of marketing companies helping a lot of law firms, and there's just a lot of base level noise, just a lot of messaging going on out there. How do lawyers today, the first way to get good ROI is to, to stand above the crowd. How do lawyers today distinguish themselves? How do you make yourself seen? Great question. And, and you're absolutely right. There is a lot of noise right now, right? The, the, it's, it's crowded. So, I mean, if you think about it, most of your prospective clients, you know, kind of being candid, they'll, they will reveal that they can't tell much of a difference among the lawyers that they're considering, right? They'll say all their websites kind of look the same. You know, they, it's, it's really, it is, it can be difficult to, to kind of stand out. In my opinion, the easiest way to distinguish yourself is with video. Video is okay. an amazing, amazing tool. It's really a must-have at this point. It's not. It's no longer kind of a nice-to-have. You know, a few minutes of talking to prospects will do more to separate you from the pack, you know, from the competition than thousands of words, to be frank. And it's a lot easier to you know, just simply produce a video, right? We've kind of, especially in the age of the pandemic, right? We've all kind of come to expect, you know, we see our nation's top leaders, we see news reporters coming to us live from their homes. You know, it's not this high production value. You don't need to spend a bunch of money. Get your smartphone out, get your webcam out and shoot some FAQ videos, right? So it's really a great way to, of course, build trust, build familiarity, and, and really, you know, it, it, it really frequently leads to calls. So everyone is familiar with Zoom or Meet, you know, kind of used to seeing those living room backgrounds. So you really don't need to worry about the high production standards. And the solution is kind of to let the prospective clients meet you on your website, learn about you, learn about who you are as an attorney, who you are as a person, and, you know, how you've handled similar cases in the past, you know, similar fact patterns, all of that is, is really, it goes so, so far in distinguishing yourself. You know, put yourself in your, in your prospect shoes for one moment. They are, you know, likely looking to hire an attorney that they, they don't know to, to handle a, a pretty serious legal issue that they also don't know much about. So there's lots of apprehension. Video is really a great, inexpensive, way to to distinguish yourself, you know, pretty much right away. I think I think what you're talking about is really important. I think we all kind of know it, but we don't <laughs> until you do some of the work that you've done and I've done, um you don't realize like how 
because we live in this legal space, like how unsophisticated a consumer our clients are. They buy cars more often than they buy they hire lawyers. You know, they buy houses more often than they hire lawyers. And those are scary transactions. And this is, you know, this is a hire to have someone usually help you with a problem or an opportunity that's may change the trajectory of your life. But they don't there's no school on what's important. There's no school about how to distinguish one lawyer from the other. So you're recommending video as a way to connect. And I think that's a great recommendation. But let me ask you, like, where where do, do we put the video? Is it on home pages? Is it on landing pages? Is it in emails? What do you recommend? Excellent question. All of the above. So wherever <laughs> you can, yeah, wherever you can put and and you know, the the big hurdle is is shooting the videos. So just, you know, don't let that get in your way. Just start with one, two, you know, whatever you can do. Once you have that asset, it's pretty easy, you know, upload it to YouTube. It's pretty easy to just embed it on your website. Even in your uh stick a link in your email signature, share it on your social media. Video is wonderful on social media. Um, yeah. you know, assuming you have a Facebook, maybe a LinkedIn profile. So really getting it out there in any way that you can. Certainly if you have an email list, sending it there. And, you know, I often get the question, well, what should I talk about in these videos? Answer common questions. That's a great place to start. I mean, you know better than anyone kind of you know, the type of client, of type of questions that your prospective clients have for you, you know, sit down, make a list and just tick them off. You know, these don't have to be long. You can, you know, answer frequently asked questions in, you know, 60 seconds or, you know, how, however long it, it takes, but th that's the best content and, and really share it wherever you can. Yeah. One of the things I ask my sales team to do, and I think this is a great point is to actually write down those questions. What, what questions are you being asked after you do your spiel? What questions are you being asked? Write them down. And the ones that pop up most frequently, shoot some videos. Um, I think that's a great recommendation. So that's a way to stand out. The other thing that, like, that drives me absolutely nuts is, and, and I'm a big fan of the lean startup and the startup way and this concept of vanity metrics versus lean metrics. What drives me crazy is that a lot of people promise and suggest that it's a wonderful thing that they're going to get them more traffic to their website. Um, and again, it's kind of like more leads. Who cares? What we care about is that ROI. So can you talk a little bit about how to take the people that are coming to the website the people that naturally come through SEO or through, well, we're going to talk about why not to send them directly to your website in a minute from ads and whatnot, but they are coming to your website. How do you turn them into actual appointments? How do you turn them into clients better? Because a lot of people are getting a lot of visitors, but not much happening with them. Exactly. Yeah. The, the metric that matters is how many of those visitors are you converting into appointments? How many of those appointments it, are you yeah. converting into, into, you know, paying clients? So, you know, most, the vast majority of the legal websites I look at offer two choices. Call me now or leave my website, right? A percentage, <laughs> a percentage right. of sites also have live chat, you know, which is an improvement that, you know, sometimes gathers contact information, but your website needs to offer a lead magnet. It's the single best way to gather contact information from those website visitors and build your prospect mailing list. So, you know, most, most of your website visitors, they leave without a trace, right? They come, maybe they're just not quite ready to book a consult, not quite ready to give you a call. Perhaps they're looking to gather more information, get some of their questions answered, right? And they don't, complete that form that, you know, the only option is to, is to, you know, yeah. complete free case evaluation, right? And you never learn anything about them. You never even know that they were there. So 
If you offer your visitors a lead magnet or and can you define that? I think that's a that's kind of a buzzword that folks use and everybody's like, oh yeah, one of those. Um is that like a fridge magnet? It's the same right. thing. <laughs> what the what the heck is that? Yeah. So when I say lead magnet, it's you know, you're offering material. So a booklet, even it could be a video, it could be a checklist. You're offering educational material in exchange for the visitor's contact information. So it's it's sort of, you know, we we explain that it's gated content, meaning rather than a visitor just going to your site, reading your blog and leaving, if you have a blog, which is good, it's good to have a blog, but you know, that's a separate conversation. Uh, you know, and, and they leave, you, you're, you're not collecting that contact info, right? So a great way to offer educational materials, a lead magnet, is through an FAQ pop-up. So this is a great way to deliver it is exit intent pop-up, meaning as the visitor goes to leave your site, goes to X out of your site, at the last minute, a pop-up appears offering, for instance, uh, a lengthy branded educational booklet that you've created Mm -hmm. in exchange for contact info. So you're collecting that info, but more importantly, you're sending out that valuable, very much non-salesy, very educational content to that prospect who's looking to get some of their questions answered. And then, of course, you're able to nurture, keep in touch, stay top of mind, provide value, you know, set up, set them up into an automated drip sequence or email series so that you're top of mind when they are ready to hire, right? And, you know, that, exactly. yeah. Yeah. So let's come back in a second because we need to do a little bit of business to hear from our sponsors. When we come back, I want to talk about how to cut down. Like It's so funny. Like In marketing, we're always talking about get more, get more, get more, convert more, convert more, convert more. I want to talk to you a little bit about bar the door, keep them away. I want to talk to you about how to cut down the unqualified leads that waste our sales team's time or our time. And quite honestly, ethically as lawyers, we're wasting their time. If we're talking to a prospect that we're that's not qualified to work with us, we're wasting their time. They should be talking to somebody else. I want to talk to you about that. But first, let's hear from our sponsors. As the largest legal-only call center in the U.S., Alert Communications helps law firms and legal marketing agencies with new client intake. Alert captures and responds to all leads 24-7-365 as an extension of your firm in both English and Spanish. Alert uses proven intake methods, customizing responses as needed, which earns the trust of clients and improves client retention. To find out how Alert can help your law office, call 866-827-5568 or visit alertcommunications.com forward slash LTN. Law Clerk is where attorneys go to hire freelance lawyers. Whether you need a research memo or a complicated appellate brief, our network of freelance lawyers have every level of experience and expertise. Sign up is free and there are no monthly fees. Only pay the flat fee price you set. Use rebate code UNBILLABLE to get a $100 Amazon gift card when you complete your next project. Learn more at lawclerk.legal. And we're back with the unbillable hour and Cara Pryor. Uh, she's the president of James Publishing. And we're talking about marketing. We're talking about client acquisition, but it's been really great. We're talking about really how ROI is the focus. And so far, we've talked about turning more people who visit our websites into actual appointments and contacts and also how to stand out from the crowd. It's kind of weird what I'm going to ask next, but Cara, one of the bugaboos I think that that's, that plagues a lot of people who actually get traffic to their website, get some success and, you know, or maybe do some other kinds of marketing is they start getting unqualified leads calling in people that even don't have a problem that that lawyer can help that are outside the jurisdiction that can't 
don't have the financial resources to hire the firm, but in one way or another are not qualified. How can they cut down on that? Absolutely. You know, nearly every lawyer with a marketing program complains about receiving too many unqualified leads. I mean, I hear it all the time. And the reason is simple. Their website, it's not, you know, you're not properly explaining what's required to qualify for your representation, right? So, you know, we can't figure out why lawyers kind of wait for the phone call to explain what types of cases they accept, right? Because at that point, your time is wasted. There's no pre-screening that's occurring. And this is particularly true when you're receiving a high volume of leads, maybe through something like a, a pay-per-click effort, maybe a social advertising campaign where your volume of leads is high, but they're, they're not going through any screening, any funnel process to weed out you know, the, the, the ones that might not be a great fit. You know, I say that deselling, doing a little bit of deselling is just as important, kind of protecting your calendar, protecting your appointments, or protecting if you have a screener, you know, kind of protecting that, and you know, really kind of op- only opening it up to folks that you can help, right? And, and, and this isn't a perfect process, but a, a great way to do that is ask some very simple qualifying questions on your website. So I talked about, I, I just previously talked about the lead magnet, the lead funnel option where you're you know, collecting contact info in exchange for, for a valuable booklet, for instance. Well, on that pop-up, why don't you ask, how immediate is your legal need? So, you know, are, are you basically just browsing? Are you looking to, to hire an attorney right now? Where are you in that spectrum? And you want these qualifying questions typically to be multiple choice so that they're very easy to respond. You don't want to sort of hinder, you don't, you don't want your visitor to just not complete the form because of these, you know, clunky questions. So keeping, you know, keeping it pretty, you know, tight and, and really easy, maybe a drop down menu that just, you know, they can just simply click a multiple choice answer. So how immediate is your legal need? And then a question that helps you understand maybe the severity of their legal need could be helpful as well. You know, I think you would know, I mean, you and as an attorney would know, right. you know, the question that needs to be asked, right? So, right. Every practice area is going to have different questions about that. But yeah, understanding the urgency the severity, I think you, you said, and the anticipated length of time before hiring. That would be, those are great things to, to help qualify, pre-qualify the people that you're talking to. Yeah. And I mean, that's pretty simple to implement, right? We're not talking about this, this lengthy form. So it's, it's pretty, pretty simple to do, and it'll really cut down on those unqualified folks getting through. I think that's a great tip. I mentioned a minute ago when we were talking, it was like, I said, uh, you know, when we converting more traffic that comes to your homepage. I said, but we're going to talk in a second about why you might not want to be sending people straight from one of your ads, your social media, directly to your www.imalawyer.com website. Why not? Why is that sometimes a mistake? Right. So, you know, online marketers learned years ago that using a landing page and funnels for specific marketing campaigns is really the, the best route. So at a minimum, your PPC and your other leads, you know, should really be sent to a landing page that has no distractions, right? Very minimal distractions. Websites, they offer too many choices to be truly effective lead generators. So, you know, they're, they're of course, fine for pulling organic traffic and, you know, for branding, 
your your website is a wonderful showpiece. But PPC ads, social posts, you know, should all be linking to dedicated, targeted landing pages that offer really only two choices, respond or, or leave. So, yeah. um, you know, far too often I, I see this mistake where, you know, firms are spending thousands of dollars a month on their PPC campaigns, you know, crafting beautiful ads and then just sending them to their homepage and losing them. Right. And, and I mean, I, you probably know the number better than I do, but I think like the average amount of time that people spend looking at a website before deciding to do something is really short. It's like it's, it's in that three, two to three second range, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. really short. And, yeah. and so like if, if that's all you've got them for, sending them to your general it's us page might not like you're just not going to get the interaction. You're not going to get the you're not going to get them to that decision point and your landing page can do that right by providing i think the things you talked about by having a lead magnet maybe by having a video to keep them there watching your video for a little while and to to give them that binary choice like yeah well i think you said <laughs> go or take an action yep video is wonderful on landing page also some social proof some testimonials some reviews on that landing page also goes a long way the other pet peeve i've got so we've talked about folks that want leads 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 versus roi and we've talked a little bit about how to get that ROI, standing out a little bit better, cutting down on the unqualified leads so you save both your sales team's time. And you talked about like unqualified leads coming through pay-per-click. I mean, those are just clicks you're paying for, for unqualified people. The uh, And sending people to your homepage, those will all improve with ROI. But here's the big one that I want to ask you about because, you know, a lot of people spend a lot of money on ads and they fine tune them and they're getting the people coming, they're getting the traffic to the landing page. And there's no follow through. There's no follow up. What do you talk to when you're helping people get better ROI? What are you suggesting they do to follow up with the leads? Yes, this one, this one pains me. I have to say, yeah, so, because the the opportunity is right there. These are folks who have already inquired with you in one way or another, right? So again, you know, kind of the the common thread throughout this this you know conversation is don't let those go without following up, right? You've worked so hard to generate that lead, however it came through. Just because that person didn't sign up right away doesn't mean that they're not interested, right? Depending on the right. legal issue that they have, a number of reasons could be, you know, to blame why they're just not quite ready, right? So to, to ignore those leads that come in and don't sign up right away is a huge, huge mistake and a huge opportunity, really. So, you know, when following up, you really uh, right away need to call as promptly and and repeatedly as possible. You have let's let's quantify this. When you say as promptly, what are we talking about? In a few days, in a week or two, what are we talking I'm about? I'm talking about 15 minutes max. Yeah. yeah, there there is you know proven data that the the longer you wait, you know the the harder it is to re-engage those folks, right? And you know, you need to have a system in place, you know, in your office, in your firm to follow up right away, to to call within 15 minutes, ideally, right? I mean, I know that's not always possible, but if you have lead tracking and lead follow-up and you're automating as much of the, you know, kind of nurturing sequences and, and drip, drip series that we're talking about, you know, much of that is automated, then, you know, have someone dedicated to calling those leads right away. You know, if it's not you, then have have someone that, you know, that is their, their primary, that's their top priority, right? They need to, you know, drop other things because in the end, that, that could be a client, right? 
And it's not, I think it's not as important that you, that the person who calls them can answer all their questions. Um, it's, it's getting, reaching out, contacting them and getting them booked for an appointment, finding out what their real issue is, asking them questions, getting them engaged with your firm. Because again, if we go back to that unsophisticated consumer, guess what people who are not sophisticated in any kind of transaction don't want to do? More of it, right? They don't want to go talk to 12 lawyers. They don't. So if you engage them, they're going to stop and they're going to talk to you. But but if, yeah, 15 minutes, I mean, the shelf life here is ridiculously short. And uh, and you like you said, the, the, the drop-off, it depends on the practice area, what the drop-off looks like, but you need to get them engaged. Um, criminals really short, family laws kind of short. Some others have a little bit more time on them, but you need to get them engaged. Where else in the intake process do you see lawyers kind of dropping the ball? I mean, so there's this first call. That's We've established that. That's got to happen. You got to reach out to them really fast. But that's not the whole process. What else are we not doing as lawyers to really maximize our ROI? Because remember, this was a lead. It came through the funnel. We paid for a click or we paid for the advertising. We paid for something. This, you know, in, in depending on your business, you might have $40, $60, $200 invested already by the time you're talking to someone. This is a gold nugget. What do we, how can we do better in the intake process of how we handle them? Yes, yes. So I tell attorneys all the time, sort of assuming that you're, front desk phone person is performing well can can actually be a costly mistake, you know, especially mm. in these days of remote work, right? So the yeah. only way to know if the standard, you know, if it's up to your standards and your phone team is, is performing and is, you know, working satisfactorily is to mystery shop, you know, and, and record those calls. I mean, especially in these days of remote work, performance levels can sort of slide without you knowing and materially reduce, you know, your appointment flow. So, you know, these should periodically have someone, your friend, you know, whoever, call your office, call your front desk with a, a, you know, hypothetical legal issue. Just see how it's handled, right? Grade on on just general knowledge, empathy, qualifying, and and closing too, whatever closing might be, if that's just passing, you know, setting an appointment with you or or actually, you know, signing with you. But with a simple, a simple call, maybe, maybe, you know, one or two mystery calls, you you may be able to pretty simply fix a shortcoming that could have huge impact, huge ripple effect. Yeah, I think that's really key. This is Cara Pryor. She's the president of James Publishing. We've been talking about how to maximize your ROI on your marketing. Um, We've talked about standing out. We've talked about improving the process that the clients go through. We're going to take a break here, but when we come back, I want to go like that one step farther and talk about referrals. And finally, like uh, some last words on what's changing and how to keep up with it. But first, one more word from our sponsors, and then we'll come back with Cara Pryor. No one cites routine drafting as the reason they chose to become a lawyer, but that's where a lot of time goes for solo practitioners and small firms. LawYaw can help you transform your existing Word documents into reusable templates with no coding required. Save time and avoid errors with intuitive features like conditional logic. Use a tool that empowers your experience and expertise. Learn more at LawYaw.com, and that's L-A-W-Y-A-W.com. Now more than ever, an effective marketing strategy is one of the most important things for your firm. Scorpion can help. With nearly 20 years of experience serving the legal industry, Scorpion has proven methods to help you get the high-value cases you deserve. Join thousands of attorneys across the country who have turned to Scorpion for effective marketing and technology solutions. 
for a better way to grow your practice, visit scorpionlegal.com. And welcome back to the Unbillable Hour. We're still talking with Kara Pryor about maximizing ROI on these leads. And so what I wanted to do in this, uh, now that we're coming back, is talk about lawyers are a little bit still uncomfortable with this stage of things. Is our online reviews important and how can we get more of them? Online reviews are critical. They're absolutely critical. Not only do they, of course, provide that wonderful social proof that, you know, consumers check online reviews before, you know, doing almost anything. Of course, you know, restaurants and, and they check reviews before hiring a lawyer. So it is so critical to have a steady stream of fresh reviews from your past clients that come through. Not only from that perspective, but it certainly helps with your local ranking on Google as well. It's an important factor in who shows up in that what we call the yeah. local pack, which is can be right, a right. lot easier to to you know kind of rise up into than the slow going of the of the organic SEO results that actually appear below. So uh, for those two reasons, you know, online reviews just become more and more critical. But I often hear from attorneys that they're nervous, they're scared to ask for reviews, they're scared to get those negative reviews, right? So don't let that handcuff you. Please do not let that handcuff you. Some, you know, you can't please everyone all the time, right? And, you know, sometimes those not so glowing reviews will come through. And it, one, gives yep. you an opportunity to, to respond, right? And it also creates a more authentic, genuine snapshot of your firm, right? If you see five out of five stars, 100 reviews, eh, you know what? That That seems not quite right. If you have Four and a half out of five stars, right? You have a, a small, a small collection of not five star reviews. That's okay. It's, it can actually be a good thing. So, um, yeah, I, I highly recommend doing what you can to collect those those online reviews from your past clients. In your experience, what's the best time to do that? Should you wait a year after they were your client? Obviously, I'm seeding the question, but seriously, what's what? When's the best time in, in your experience for asking for that review and getting that review? Yeah, you know, that actually does depend a little bit on on your practice. But in general, sure. you know, as soon as you can after the case is wrapped, you know, in, in, for a personal injury firm, you know, right after they, they receive that, that settlement check, you know, that might be a really good time. But, you know, for the most part, the more you can systemize, like I've, like I've been talking about, the more you can automate this process as well. So it's not manual and, you know, you just have the review request email go out automatically, you know, at a set time once, you know, once the case is wrapped, um, you know, that's, that's always good. And, and don't be shy about reminding folks, you know, for the most yeah. part, they want to share their positive experiences. They may, you know, maybe just didn't have time at, at that exact moment. So don't be shy about sending some nudges as well. Is there some way that you could also make it easier for them? Yes. So first of all, I want to say, getting Google reviews is the most important. So, right. you know, not inundating your past clients with multiple, you know, remove, review me on Google, review me on Avo, review me on lawyers, you know, pick one, make it simple, include include a direct link in your email. And most people have a, an existing Google account, so they don't have to set up, you know, create anything right. uh, to leave the review. And it, it's pretty simple. Awesome. You know, reviews obviously are coming towards the tail end of the representation. I think there's another opportunity at the tail end of the representation I'd like to hear your thoughts on, which is taking these clients, especially the ones we've done well for, 
and turning them into a referral source. How how can we, you know, not a review is sort of like a passive referral source for saying, yeah, say something nice about us once because lots of people might read it. But how can we actually get clients to send us new business? Absolutely. So assuming that your past clients will remember you is a mistake, (laughs) right? Um, I know it might be kind of difficult to believe, but you have to stay top of mind on an ongoing basis so that if they have a legal issue that, you know, where they need your assistance again, you're of course top of mind. Maybe they have friends or family who are going through a situation where you could help. Monthly newsletter is without a doubt the best way to stay in touch. Newsletters are old school. It's true, but they're certainly proven you know, a proven way to keep and in are touch. Are you talking paper or are you talking electronic? Either one, depending on your budget, depending on your resources. If, you, if you've been keeping an email list of your past clients, e-newsletter is obviously a cheaper option. That said, I think all of our inboxes are sort of exploding right now. Yeah. <laughs> so if you do have the budget and of course you have the postal addresses of your past clients on file, which hopefully you do, you know, printing and postally sending a print version, you know, a nice full color glossy newsletter is also a great option. Honestly, it's it's likely to be read more than than the e version. If you can do both, even better. Yeah. And even quite honestly, for a lot of the folks I work with, we're not even worried about it, the more likely to be read, more likely to be seen. Right, because email newsletters may never even be seen, never mind read. And certainly, if they don't see it, they ain't reading it. So, uh, but if it comes in the mail, in paper, with you know something that looks like your firm, at least it might be seen to keep you top of mind. All right, as we bring this to a close, Kara, I cannot believe how fast these things go. Um, I wanted to just like do one more hit here, which is, listen, marketing is changing. It's changing constantly. Where to market, how to market, attention span of consumer, what works, what doesn't work. It's all changing a lot. Let's give our listeners one big takeaway. How do they keep up and stay on top of what's really working for attorneys in their practice area, in their geographic area? Yeah, that that is, you, you are definitely right about that. So it changes almost every day. I know that can sound overwhelming, but you know, keep it there. There are some wonderful blogs out there. There are lots of wonderful agencies that can help you. Uh, podcasts, of course, you know, and if you need help, find it, right? There's, you can outsource any or all of this. Uh, you can find freelance help, you know, you can hire part-time. So don't feel like you have to shoulder the burden of, of your marketing, right? You have a lot of other pressing client matters. Get help and, and get help often. That's what I would recommend. <laughs> I think that's great advice because people like you, this is what you do. You keep up with this. It's your job. Lawyers, while they may be good marketers, their job is to serve their clients. And it's harder to keep up because it's not what you're focused on day in and day out. So I think that's that's fantastic advice. And with that fantastic advice, unfortunately, we're going to wrap up this edition of the Unbillable Hour. Thank you to all our listeners for listening. Our guest today has been Cara Pryor. She's the president of James Publishing and co-founder of the Marketing Amplifier Program at James Publishing. Kara, if people are not satisfied with what they've heard here and want more, 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 how can they reach out to you to get more, more, more? 
Yeah, thanks for asking. So learn more about our Marketing Amplifier program at jamesamplifier.com. You can reach me directly at kprior at jamespublishing.com. That's K-P-R-I-O-R at James Publishing. And uh, I'll give you my direct line, 714-434-5926. I love talking about marketing. I love uh, giving you know tailored advice. So feel free to reach out anytime. Fantastic. Cara, thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. And, no, it's mine. All mine. And of course, this is Christopher Anderson, and I look forward to seeing you next month with another great guest as we learn more about topics that help us build the law firm business that works for you. Remember, you can subscribe to all the editions of this podcast at LegalTalkNetwork.com or on iTunes. Thanks for joining us. We will speak again soon. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of nor are they endorsed by Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to the Unbillable Hour, the Law Practice Advisory Podcast. Join us again for the next edition, right here with Legal Talk Network.